It's the first episode of the year. We talk about the most depressing series on Netflix ever, and I have a nice little chat with Trace Beaulieu. Stick around. This is the Ron Perti Show. Hey everybody, welcome to 2017 in a new episode of the Ron Perti Show. This week, Trace Beaulieu from MST3K, Cinematic Titanic, The Mads are back, and Movie Sign with The Mads' new podcast that he has going on with Frank Conniff and Carolina Hidalgo over at Cave Comedy Radio. Great podcast, you should check it out. We talk about it a little bit in the show. Um, how is your 2017 going? So far, it hasn't been a giant shit show. That's a good thing. But can we blame a year? Can we blame a number? Or is it just the universe fucking with us? You know, did 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 the six from 2016 come and beat you up? Is that why you're so mad at the year? I'm just curious. I went to a friend's house to play some cards. Because I'm old and decrepit. And then we ended up at a... Uh, uh, a local, like a neighborhood bar, like literally a neighborhood bar. We walked two blocks and there was a bar next to their house. And uh, you walk in and it's like Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks playing. And I was frightened that Ned Beatty was in the back getting pounded. But um, overall, it was, a, it was a fun night. I got to hang out with people that I've known for a long time. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was good times. And uh, I, I can't do big, huge parties with, you know, trolling for women, as it were. Uh, so I just finished this program on Netflix. This is the first binge of the year uh, called The OA. And this thing is the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's also so good. And it just it goes by so quick. Uh, there's only eight episodes uh, the ending breaks your damn heart, and it, but you don't feel bad for what you've just watched. Uh, acting was great. Uh, there was a, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there was an emotional scene uh, between the characters Abel and Nancy Johnson, and uh, and this is not taking away from them because they were great, and the scene was well written. But the entire time, all I could think about was how much I wanted his pe- his waffle because he, he was in they're staying in this hotel and it was uh, uh, one of those like make your own waffle bar type thing and the waffle just looked so good and I wanted to put it in my stomach and I didn't get the waffle in my stomach and that upset me greatly. So, but uh, without further ado, we'll be right back with Trace Bowie. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. For a 30-day trial and free audiobook, head to audibletrial.com forward slash ronshow. That's audibletrial.com slash ronshow for your 30-day trial and free audiobook today. Welcome back to the show, everybody. A, I, I like to call him a friend of the program. He's been on, this is probably the fourth time now. Uh, Trace, will you? Trace, thanks for being back on. Hey, thanks, Ron. It's great to be here. Uh, actually, I'm. It's great to be here. I'm here, and you're there. That through the magic of uh, wires and tubes, we can communicate. 
Yes, through internetery. Yes. Is that a, is that a word? <laughs> it is now. It is now. Yep. Copywritten. Oh, sorry, you didn't get to it soon enough. Trump owns that word. No, oh, damn. Uh, what do you expect? It's he. He just owns. Uh, it seems to own everything. He, well, he's a robot from the future. What do you want? Um. Um. Michael Bean to save us. <laughs> uh, if he's a robot from the future, then we'll have one. So there's some good news. But it's got to be the young Michael B, not the old one that's running it, around. Yes. Yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. So a lot of stuff has been happening since the last time you were on. I uh, we we got to talk a little bit at your show in Milwaukee, which was great. Um, oh, thank you. Yes, we had a good time. We love uh, Milwaukee. We love Wisconsin. We 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 love everything about it. What's great is that about uh, I'm gonna say two months after that show, Sven Gulli was on, and that movie came on, the one that you did in Milwaukee. Oh, uh, Monolith Monsters. Yes, Monolith Monsters. Yes. I was like, oh, yeah, we talked. We so talked bad. to Rich. We talked to uh, Sven or Rich uh, uh, about that, uh, and uh, it's it's a little known film. Uh, I remember watching it on television when I was a kid, and it was always a favorite. And it was only later, uh, as I got older, I realized how ridiculous it is. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, and but my favorite short that I think I've seen, if, if you can from Riff Tracks or MST3K or anything, was when you guys do um, uh, Date for K. Uh, more, more actually more date. more dates for K. K can't get enough. No, that uh, and and it kind of led me to at want to ask you a question because in your riff of that short, uh, the line and gunshot noise pops up. Yes, and I was wondering, do you think um, that there is some kind of stigma in doing that kind of like a darker comedy? Uh, or on the edge, I guess you could say. Is that like now with the, with the current climate and everything? Well, I you know, uh, there's an audience for dark uh, and or or not. You know, I'm I, I fall on the darker side of comedy. Uh, surprising, not too dark. I don't like uh, gory darkness, but um, in in I always. Think of that as more of like in the Python vein of darkness or um, maybe more contemporary British comedy like A League of Gentlemen, which is probably 10 years old. So is that dark or, or is that contemporary? Um, uh, yes. Um, and, and yeah, I can see where people might go, well, that's taking it too far. Uh, but it and I, I don't want to like crack it open and, you know, write a thesis on it. Uh, but, um, what we do is either you like it or you don't like it and you can take it or leave it because there'll be a joke in 20 seconds. Yes, exactly. And, uh, so, uh, so far no one has really said, oh, that was way too far. Right. Uh, um, all, all the, uh, the audiences we have, they know what we're doing is, is, is you know, poking fun at the genre of movie. And, you know, we can get into the whole, um, you know, world of depression. Um, and uh, I've been there. So uh, if, if someone wants to challenge me on that, um, I, I think 
turning it back into a humorous thing is helpful. Uh, at least uh, it has been for me. So everyone's different. And like I said, it's we might not be everyone's cup of tea. Well, I think you're awesome. And I thought you, you and Frank were the highlight of the reunion. Oh, thank you very much. We had such a great time. And and that short uh, we chose um, because we had done a benefit in Portland a few months earlier uh, for uh, Alzheimer's. It's uh, uh, Laughter is the Best Medicine is the name of the, um, uh, the benefit that uh, we've done a couple of times. It goes on every year. Um, our friend uh, Jessica uh, puts it on every year. And the theme this year was love. And we were offered a selection of maybe six shorts that had to do with dating and young love, uh, all in that uh, 50s era. Um, I guess they're considered like health films or, um, you know, in that genre. Uh, uh, and we chose more dates for Kay. It's the title it's given in the catalog that we found it is The Trouble with Women. More dates for Kay, just to give you a little bit more idea of the sensibility behind uh, the, you know, 50s attitude towards the subject matter. Uh, and there was another one that we had done um, uh, that I the title escapes me at the moment, but we had also done on Mystery Science Theater. Uh, so though th that short. More Dates for K had come pre-tested. We, we worked that on the road quite a bit. Um, and, and I can't take credit for finding it. That was something that um, the people at the, uh, at the benefit that we did um, uh, presented to us. Uh, and it, we've been doing it on the road ever since because people love it so much. Oh, it's it's probably one of the, the funniest things I've ever seen. Now, the other the other short you're talking about that you've done it on on uh, Mystery Science, I think, is the one where the guy doesn't know how to ask his, the girl out, and he because he doesn't know what to do on a date. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's I think that's the title: "What to Do on a Date." And he's like, "Let's go to a weenie roaster on a bike ride because that stuff happens now." I, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There, I mean, that one was a little milder in its. Uh, you know, in its wrongness. Uh, but more dates for K for K was just so outrageously wrong. Just in, you know, it, I, I can't believe it was even correct back then or, you know, a, a good idea back then. It kind of wrote itself, didn't it? The it did. That one. Yeah. Uh, we, we like it when, uh, the movie does a lot of the heavy lifting for us and we can just sort of underline moments. Uh, but uh, the audience enjoys that one very much. That <laughs> that movie did a lot of heavy lifting. Oh boy, that is a. Mm. Uh, now speaking of the reunion, did you? It did oh. the dirty work, as Kay would prefer to. <laughs> well, you don't want to sit at home and play games with your parents and have popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, when it, speaking of the reunion, was was it hard to riff with that many people on stage at the same time? Uh it, it gets a little, uh, it can get a little crowded, but it was very well orchestrated. Uh, and uh, the Rift Tracks folks had, had pretty much assigned everyone um, the lines that in, in those two shorts that we did, the Superman one, 
uh, Stamp Day for Superman, uh, and uh, Grass, the Grasses one. Um, and we, we all contributed, you know, we, we had a lot of freedom to, you know, either delete the joke or rewrite the joke or put our own jokes in. Um, but I, I thought it was handled really well with, I think we had what, nine people at the, uh, uh at full complement of riffing staff. Uh, let's see two, uh, at, at least nine, I think. Because you figure it's three from Riff Tracks, you and Frank, um, that's five, Mary Jo, and that's uh, six, seven. Yeah, I'd say at least nine. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm probably yeah. I'm probably leaving somebody out showing up. But um, anyway, I didn't, oh, I'm sorry. I have a horrible cough in my chest. <laughs> uh, now, uh, let's move right along. Um, and then after the show, all of a sudden, um, Movie Sign with the Mads is born. And what's cool about that is it's on one of my favorite podcast networks. I listen to a lot of shows from there, and I would listen to the podcast and um, love every second of it. And then all of a sudden at the end, I hear this tag at the end with Marcus Parks. I'm like, why is he at the end of this? And then I realize that it's on Cave Comedy Radio. Yeah. And it's like, oh, all of my favorite things in one little neat basket. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we have a great time doing it. I think we've done about 25 or 26 of those. And, uh, it's, uh, we try to do, uh, movies that are sort of in the genre that we're known for, but we've strayed into the good movie territory too. Um, when we can't get out to see a film in the theater, uh, we have to re- we resort to uh, Netflix or Amazon to watch. Uh, but, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and again, through the magic of, I don't have to be there. Uh, Frank and Carolina are in New York, and I'm here in Minnesota, and uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Frank is an encyclopedia of film. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess you could say rules don't apply to the, your podcast. See what I did there? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, yeah. you brought it back. See, we stray off into tangents quite a bit. but uh, I had tried- no idea. Try to come back to what we're sh- we should be talking about. There was one movie you guys talked about, and I'm hoping you can remember. Um, it, it, I want—I don't know if you talked about during Independence Day or dur- no, during Doctor Strange Love, about the submarine off of Australia went to San Francisco. Oh yes, uh, on the beach. On the with beach, the Gregory Peck and Ava Gardner. Uh, kind of a creepy, frightening movie, but really, really great. I'm gonna have to write that down so I can watch it later. Um, I've actually watched quite a few movies because of you guys' recommendations, so... Um, oh, good, good. We hope that we're not just annoying, that we actually provide some, uh, edu- edification. <laughs> now, what was the, the genesis of, of, of the show? Whose idea was it? Was it something you guys had been t- talking about, or...? Uh, well, we've been helped out quite a bit, uh, with booking and, uh, uh our shows by our friend Zoe Plate who lives in Colorado, and she suggested uh, about a year and a half ago that we do a podcast because everybody does podcasts. Uh, and we kind of knocked it around a while, and um, Frank had this connection with uh, Cave Comedy Radio, and it was just it was perfect. It fell into place uh, very easily uh, because they do all the technical stuff, uh, Travis Morningstar uh, does all the uh, 
uh, you know, he's in the the studio recording it all. I assume. I don't know. I can't see anybody. Uh, I can see Frank and Carolina, but I can't see anyone else. Uh, and uh, it just it was too easy. Uh, you know, they they do all the hard stuff. Cave comedy is great. They we just have to kind of show up and blab. And that's the best thing to do. Just turn the microphone on and go. Yeah. Uh, now you also have uh, coming up, or the first episode's out. I don't know if the second episode's out now. Uh, you did a uh, on a uh, web series with a mutual friend of ours, Gordon. Uh, yes, yes, Gordon Smooter and yes. his uh, his band of fuzzy friends. Yes, uh, called Vermin. Where you, um, not typecast at all, play a scientist. Uh, I there might have been some typecasting. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's it's fun to be on the other side of the the receiving end of a puppet and not you know underneath it. Uh, uh, it really fun, um, very uh, shoestring budget. But these guys are extremely crafty with resources, and uh, I think there are seven that we shot, uh, and the one is up already on YouTube, I believe. And the next one is coming out fairly soon. Um, I've seen episode two. Uh, they just get better and better. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And I hope that uh, um, it's successful enough to uh, do another uh, run of uh, shows, an another series, I guess. They've I... got a story that goes for miles. So I'm very anxious to find out why. I'm eating so many bagels. That's like, that was my next question. Was the entire budget bagels? Most of the budget was bagels. Yeah, and was there at least a variety of bagels, or was it just like here's a plain bagel? Uh, those were the ones that I gravitated to were the plain bagels. But they had a they had a variety. You know, it's like there was a whole screen test for bagels, which looks better. Uh, you know, onion bagel, egg bagel, raisin bagel. Uh, so. Uh, the, the the hope was that we'd have a bagel sponsor, but I I think those were purchased bagels. Oh well, that, that just ruins the sponsorship, then, doesn't it? Well, we're, we we uh, would still welcome uh, anyone with a, uh, a a license to bagel and a willingness to uh, uh, have us, you know, chew their bagels on camera. You just gotta put a little stamp on them, like burn it in, like when you. Uh... Uh, toast something like a little branding iron. And, and that, oh, that that's they, a great idea. Yeah, so they see the the name of the uh, the bagel before you just and the way that you eat the bagels on camera is worth watching the episode alone because that's <laughs> it's just like it's like you get entranced by the bagel. Like, what is this magic of of dough? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why uh, Sam likes bagels so much. We will find out. Uh, in in future episodes, but um, uh, that that I had to pull some of that acting from deep down in because after about the second bag of bagels, not that fond of them. I I can imagine. And now whenever you're at a restaurant for breakfast, someone would you like a toast or, or a bagel? I'll take the toast. Yeah, yeah. Well, oddly enough, I still like bagels, but you got to dress them up. You got to put a. Some cream cheese on there and some locks and some uh, capers and little onions and some egg. Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to have that right now. There you go. <laughs> I'll wait. Um, <laughs> now, when it comes to writing, 
Everybody always thinks that it's so easy to riff on things. What are some of the biggest issues that you come up with when trying to write riffs for things that you're you're doing on the Mads tour? Uh, well, uh, you hope you have uh, you have a good joke for each moment that deserves it. Uh, and it's also important to get out of the way. Like uh, we talked about K kind of serves it on a platter for us. Uh, and some of these other movies that we're, we've done, uh, we've got one uh, that's in our rotation that's got Chuck Connors in it, a very young uh, Chuck Connors. And it's such a ridiculous story uh, that, and there's, there's so many shots of him being creepy uh, that uh, we've learned over time that we don't have to jam a joke into every moment that we can let the the audience enjoy the film as much as we enjoy them uh we really have to find films now that we can live with on the road for quite some time instead of like mystery science we we wrote them and then you know turned our back on them uh but now it's like we love the ed wood uh catalog we love ed wood uh his movies are so charming uh and we we really like doing them on the road. They're like friends. They're like they're like friends that need a little help. Right. That would uh, that would make a lot of sense. And plus, I mean, with Mystery Science, you guys now it's the same thing kind of happened when you guys are writing for Mystery Science. You would have to watch the movie over and over and over and over again. And but now you guys have got to hate these films by the end of a tour. Not really. You know uh, that's why we we were very careful about which ones we choose uh, because. We not only do we write, watch them over and over and over when we're writing them, but we then watch them again and again on the road. Uh, so we really become partners with the film um, in a sense. Uh, and it, it doesn't really gel until the audience is there. And we can, we can really see if we're on track and, uh, you know, they're enjoying it along with us. Uh, I don't know if there's any real magic to it other than just sitting down and writing a lot of material now i on the the, the uh movie sound uh podcast that there was talk of uh frank possibly running in during the riff tracks live and he said he wouldn't go anywhere near it because of the movie that they were doing um do you have a film other than a Santa Claus Conquers the Martians that you will just never want to see ever again as long as you so live? Uh, I think Manos falls into that category. Uh, that has become a legend, and it, there's an aura around Manos um, that I don't quite understand. But that one's a tough one to watch. Uh, but the most talked about episode uh, that we did... Uh, Santa Claus is a special hurt because I don't like Christmas. <laughs> I don't like Santa. Uh, I'm indifferent to Martians. Um, and that is kind of a comedy. It, you know, it's, it's as close as you can get to a comedy without being funny. Right, right. And I'm assuming it's harder to write riffs for a, a quote-unquote comedy. Yeah, it, it is. Um Although uh, we did it twice, and Rift Tracks just did it for Christmas, and so there is, there's, there's something to be said for that film uh, that the audiences enjoy. Uh, 
uh, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Um, but then it, th- there's very few uh, Christmas movies. I like Christmas Story. That's probably the only Christmas movie I really like. Someone just uh, online um, <laughs> added zombies to a Christmas story. And oh, really? So when uh, he's ha- it- yes, when he's having like the daydream about shooting with the with the BB gun, uh-huh. he, uh, it's like him shooting zombies in the head. Oh, that no, I could see that. that it's, it's, be- a, it's a quick little clip. I mean, because you can't really do too much with it. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, and see, I can I can see how the Rip Tracks guys can do more films like uh, like Manos Live and Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and all that because with the exception of Kevin, they really weren't around while you guys were torturing yourselves for that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, Mike was there as a writer, but he didn't have to, you know, or was he was he a writer during that season? Um, you know, I don't remember if he was host or writer, but he was there for every painful moment. So he's yeah, you you can't really exclude him from uh Bill you uh, can though. Uh Bill, yes. Uh he he came in later, but uh he's logged his share of time under the oppressive uh regime of bad movie dumb. So you can't uh, everyone's been seasoned seasoned in in riffing battle. Now is there ever um um a joke that you've written that has just been like where you sat there and you're like, wow, maybe this is too far. Um, yes. And they probably never made it into the show, uh, or any of the versions of, uh, our movie riffing. Uh, we're pretty good at policing ourselves. Sometimes if we ad lib live, we might go too far, but the audience, uh, you know, is there to tell us, very quickly if we're we're off base uh sometimes we we will try to go a little bit too far just to get uh you know like i'll try to crack frank up or we'll try to outrage the audience but that's a very rare a rare thing you know we're we're there to entertain uh first and foremost and uh and not alienate people (laughs) right 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 i um i did notice when you guys were here through here live frank likes his coke he likes Mexican Coke. Oh, is that what that was? Mexican Coke. Okay. Yeah, because that's got uh, cane sugar and not high fructose corn syrup. But those are quite delicious. Uh, I, I have a Coca-Cola now and again. That would explain why he's so against Trump building the wall. Yeah, well, they'd, they'd put a pipe. <laughs> they'd put a pipe through there. Just to his house. Yeah, or a drive-up window. We We still have to get, you know... Things from Mexico. That the complete ridiculous idea. We're going to build a wall. Now that actually leads me to my my last question. Uh, when it comes to the current political climate, have you ever recently been on the road doing uh, shows mm-hmm. with the the Mads tour, where you you or Frank may have ad libbed something that was not exactly favorable for uh, the Great Pumpkin, and the crowd reacted negatively to it? Uh, we don't really, uh, we haven't really strayed that far into the political scene. We'll throw in a quip here and now, now and again, especially through the election. Uh, but uh, our audience kind of knows who we are. Uh, and, I, you know, we haven't really had people that are 
uh, Trumpians or, or Trumpeters or whatever they're called, uh, Trumpsters. Um, I like to call them dummies. Ah, well, that's... That's my show. That's me saying it, not you. Uh, that's, um, it's, it's not strong enough. (laughs) It's not a strong enough word. No, it's really not. Um, yeah, somebody pointed out on the internet the other day, and I, there's a Star Trek Next Generation episode where they meet the dumb guys, uh, and they, they want power. We are smart now. We have power. And I don't remember the episode, but somebody linked a photo. And it's a, this is what the Trump administration is or, or reminds me of. Uh, so if you're a TNG fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, plus now people are um, photoshopping Trump's face on the queen's head. Yeah, I don't get that one. I don't get it either. But what do you expect from a, a guy who just named the CEO of ExxonMobil to be the sec- head, of, head of the State Department? Like, Why is everyone surprised? He's like, a corrupt billionaire. Yeah, it's like, it's, oil it's like, for everyone. It's like, uh, oh, we elected uh, Blofeld. Why are we surprised? <laughs> oh, nice. That was, a, that was nice. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, I can't really come back from anything with that, but that's, that, was, <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. And I, you have a, a new addition. Folks on Twitter will know you have a new addition in your house. Yes, we just got a brand new dog. It's only, it's not even 24 hours in our home. Uh, so it's a new experience for us. We've got cats and chickens and, and bees, but we don't have, we haven't had a dog yet. So And and do you have a name for the animal yet? No, we've got a month to license it. So we're, we're working on names. Nice. And um, you have, you have bees. Is that where they're going? They're all going to your house? Well, actually our bees all died uh, last winter. Um, so we're, we're going to start fresh, um, in, in the spring with a new batch of bees. But, uh, um, we've had, uh, quite a few, we've had up to four colonies of bees and, um, trying to do our part for the environment, even though some people believe the environment doesn't exist. Yeah. What's climate change? I mean, it's cold out. Why would, why would there be global warming? Yeah. yeah. The, the best, uh, meme I saw for that was. Uh, picture the Titanic with its aft end up in the air, and someone said, "What do you mean we're sinking? We're a hundred feet in the air." Uh, that's just, so, that's I don't just know. horrible. Just uh, horrible. But you can follow Trace on Twitter at TraceBullU. I want to thank you so much. Uh, what uh, shows do you have coming up here uh, after the beginning? Uh, uh, a little bit. I can't talk after the first of the year because this this uh, isn't going to be up till for a week or two. Uh, Mid-January, we are at Sketchfest in San Francisco for a show at the Alamo Draft House and also a show at the California Science uh, Museum in San Francisco. Uh, the following month, we are in uh, the Alamo Draft House Yonkers and Alamo Draft House Brooklyn. Uh, plus, I think there's another show in Rhode Island, maybe, that we will be doing that same week. Uh, and we will be posting all of this stuff uh, on our website, The Mads Are Back, which has kind of been um, uh, unattended to uh, for a while, uh, and our Facebook page. So uh, uh, we've got a number of uh, fans that are helping us try to be better people on the Internet. Do people even exist on the Internet? I thought it was uh, trolls. 
No, there's some really good people out there. We've got a very dedicated fan base, and it's been great that they have uh, stepped up to the plate to help us with, uh, like Zoe, uh, uh, a fan fan of the show, fan of Mystery Science Theater, um, has been helping us a great deal. Um, our, our friend Joe Martin, who uh, lives in Indiana, I believe, um, has been helping us uh, and... Uh, uh, other friends of ours around the country suggesting movies uh, and uh, yourself who, who've had us on your show to promote things. Oh, uh, shucks. Uh, this is not a giant Hollywood organization. This is uh, our friends and uh, people across the country that are are uh, helping us get shows and uh, hopefully bring some laughs to parts of the country that really need it. You mean the entire northern part of the mason dixon line uh, yes hey we'll we'll go south of the mason dixon line uh we were in uh durham uh north carolina uh my i don't really know where the line falls above yeah, or below do I. that neither do i um but uh we've got a lot of friends in the south we were in pensacola florida this year for a show um so everyone is welcome to our shows all are welcome. Well, fantastic. If we there decide you... we don't like you. Yeah, and then and then it's a deep hurting. So yes. I uh, want to thank you very much for being on again, and we'll, you'll, we'll definitely have to have you back. I'd love to anytime, and uh, we'll keep you posted uh, when we're back in uh, your neck of the woods. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ron. Well, that was fun, kids, wasn't it? I had a blast. I don't know about you. Um, so don't forget to check out Vermin on YouTube and listen to uh, Movie Sam with the Mads. Catch the Mads are back if they're in your area. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I they, they hang out with people. They talk to them. It's a Q&A. It's a great time. Um, and if you want to keep a great time going, head over to patreon.com forward slash Ron for tea and you can uh, become a patron and help uh, keep the show going uh, it's for as little as a buck a month uh, and uh, it's totally worth it I think but what do I know uh, I just host the thing also don't forget to follow me on twitter at realromperty be sure to subscribe and rate and review on iTunes that's the only way that this show gets any kind of notoriety and I like to think I've gotten some guests that are way above my pay grade and are totally worth your admiration on on iTunes, and uh, if you do uh, write a review on iTunes, be sure to um, screen cap it and send it to me on Twitter or uh, on the Facebook page. Just look for the Ron Perti Show on Facebook, uh, and don't forget to head over to RonPerti.com. I have some dates coming up. Uh, at the end of January and the end of February right now where I'll be performing. So don't forget to stop on over there. Check out all that good stuff. It's got links and videos and just all sorts of good internetery. Oh, damn, it's copyrighted. So uh, next week, Kirk Thatcher is going to be on, and he has a lot to do with the Muppets. And we dig deep in his career, and it's a lot of fun. If you're a fan of uh, Star Trek Four, you'll know who he is. Just look him up. And uh, until then, 
Have yourself a great week, and we'll see you next time. Once again